The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy. Hello, today on the Email Marketing Show, we're talking to Matt Basak about split testing, but on another level, all in email marketing. This is going to be a brilliant conversation. If you want to continue it after this episode and ask questions and try to figure out how this applies to you and how you can do some of the wizardry we're going to talk about, uh, that's why we created our free Facebook group. It's called the Email Marketing Show Community, and it's full of thousands of business owners just like you and us, all working on this email marketing stuff every day to make more sales of their courses, memberships, coaching, and all of that good stuff. To join the group, it's totally free. Just head over to uh, Facebook and search for the Email Marketing Show Community, request to join. We'll get you approved. You'll be in the group. We'll be in the group. We'll all be there together. It'll be fun. It's the email marketing show community. He puts deodorant all over his arms for some reason. It's comedy hypnotist Robert Temple. And he owns three pairs of glasses and two pairs of sunglasses. Show off. It's psychological mind reader, Kennedy. I'm not saying I'm making the big books, but I've got fucking five pairs of glasses, guys. Are they for like? Are they for like different purposes? Do you have them for like short, <laughs> yeah. short? They distance, go with different pairs distance. of clothes. I'm not joking. Like, um, and they're, they're fashion thing. All oh, right, but they're all prescription. They're not like just to look great. You don't have like bifocals, very focals, long sight. No, because no, I'm not like 87. <laughs> We're going to talk about your deodorant situation in a second, Robert. Okay, you put do you, I've heard of people like, you know, like, going pff, pff, and then a little bit of a shh all over the gaff. What, what are you no. doing? So I use those roll on ball type deodorant things. Ah, okay. And uh, I didn't know I did this for years, but and, like my. You like, didn't ex- know you did this. No, no, no. Honestly, I didn't know I did this weird, right? My ex-ex-ex-girlfriend was the first person to point it out, and then everyone I've ever gone out with since has pointed this out, is that I'll lift my arm up and go to put deodorant on, and for some reason just don't stop at the armpit, just keep going, like this sort of distance. What's wrong with camera, which Only Kennedy and Matt is, but like this sort of distance, honestly. All the way to your I- elbow is basically what you're saying. Not far off, and I, and then, and then I was like, "Oh no, that's what everybody does." And then now that like three <laughs> no. different girlfriends have told me this over time, I've started to realise that I'm the freak. Yeah, it's true. It's so true. Yeah, that's very strange. Anyway, hello, we're a stage hypnotist and a psychological mind reader turned email marketing geeks who love giving course creators, coaches, and membership site owners everything that you need to use psychology-driven email marketing to be the email marketing hero in your business. That means you make more sales more predictably in less time with a brand new episode every email marketing Wednesday. Ah, email marketing Wednesday. Make sure you hit the subscribe button on your podcast player because I do this every single week. Rob, we've got Matt Basak ready and raring to go and share some amazing stuff because he's like, I I don't know anybody who split tests shit the way that Matt does. So I asked him to come and talk about it because everybody talks about split testing. And when we were hanging out with him in Vegas a couple of months ago, it it was another level. But one of these three things is true about Matt. By the way, full disclosure, two of these things I've made up and they're absolutely not true about Matt. So, um, does he puke before every live talk he gives? Or does he read every email that he's about to send out loud to his dog? Or does he create animals out of folded paper? One of those three things is genuinely oh, true. Fuck. <laughs> 
that was so good until the last one, and now I'm like a bit confused. Uh, I think that I feel like I've seen Matt before he does a presentation, and I don't remember feeling like he ran off to the toilet to be sick or anything, and he didn't do it in the conference room either, which is good. Uh, <laughs> does he read? Does he have? I'm sure he has got a dog. Does he read the emails to his dog out loud? Doesn't seem like a Matt based like thing to do. Does he make folded animals out of paper? That doesn't either. <laughs> uh, I think I don't know. I'm gonna have to guess. I think that he. I don't think this, but it's my best guess of the three. I think that he, oh fuck, uh, makes makes animals out of all the paper. Matt Bissack, <laughs> which one of those three things do you do? Well, you know what's so funny? So, so one, it's not correct, but it's almost correct. Um, two, my family thinks my dog. I love my dog more than them. I fixed that. They don't think that anymore. But there was a time I got a brand my newer dog. She's with me. She sits next to me in my chair at the office. She rides with me everywhere. She has like, she doesn't like, I know some dogs, like my, my, my friends in high school, his uh, mom had a dog that, you know, like she kissed him so much and it had a red nose because of lipstick. <laughs> like my dog's not that I don't kiss her like that, but my dog is with me everywhere I go. I walk her. We go, she's waiting for me out the door <laughs> outside <laughs> right now. I had to put her away because she will not leave my side. So honestly, I mean, I don't read them out loud, but I am reading them next door, but that's not the answer. Um, I mean, I'm literally reading every email as, before I send it, um, but I'm not reading it out loud or that would be true. Uh, but no, I do actually, I, I pretty much either puke or about to puke or feel like I'm about to puke every time before I get on stage. In fact, Dan Kennedy, uh, Dan Kennedy, uh, and the first time I ever spoke at Dan Kennedy's event, I was going to walk up. I went over and there's a trash can right there. I was, I was introduced to Dan. I knew Bill Glazer and, and Bill introduced me to Dan. He goes, and then I'm like, just about to go on stage. I said, hold on one second. I ran over, puked in the thing and ran on stage. Um, so I usually hide it so nobody could see it. But that time it was just, it just happened. So like there in the thing. And that is how I was never forgotten by the Dan Kennedy staff. That is what the cap is good for. You could always whisk the cap off, quickly puke, and then pop it back, and nobody will ever oh, know. I never thought of that one, but no. <laughs> you know, well, here's actually an interesting thing, too. Um, I just got back into doing some boxing stuff. And before I go speak every single time, if you actually see me, then you probably saw me do this. I'm usually in the corner and I used to do my get my my little exercise I used to do before I get in the get in the ring. So um anyway i mean interesting it's kind of a little thing i did before i get on there but i do the same thing when i'm on i just got out of my gym over there just got out of the gym working out so i don't have to do it here but usually uh, every webinar everything else to put myself in state i get in boxing mode i'm about to get in the ring i start doing my thing and uh then i jump on the call <laughs> it like amps me up and really in a, in a peak state. I really like that, actually. It's a really, really good thing when anyone's doing, like, a webinar. Because, I mean, if you've never seen Matt do a webinar, I mean, he just, he, he's an absolute machine when it when it comes to it. And that's the secret. It's nothing to do with the amazing offers. It's just the boxing beforehand. <laughs> oh, no, offers oh, no, are good, man. I can sell, too. And I use Absolutely. your stuff. I see. I, I was listening to the, the Zagarnik effect and the open loops you're dropping on this on this thing. So, um <laughs> yeah i, I awesome. mean I, i'm i'm pretty decent at uh closing no no kidding no kidding but actually one of the things that you are i mean as well as closing one of the things that you do to a degree that we i mean we never even realized how far you could push this idea of split testing people do talk about you should split test stuff and you do take it to to a real degree do you want to just talk about that yeah i well first of all let me just say this 
Okay. So, and I, I mean, look, we're going to be honest here. I was glad to hear you say shit. So I heard you say shit. So I said, okay, good. <laughs> we're, we're, we're in a, you know, like a, no safe, safe, space. It's a so, safe space. Yeah. <laughs> so since we're in no BS zone, it's not like I mean, I'm going to, if I do cuss anywhere, I don't mean it, but I, I mean, I do mean it, but I don't, it just slipped. But, um, but I will say that, uh, you know, we're in a no BS zone. And so here's the truth. Yes. Um, you know, I have been invited to the events. Yes. I have spoken at many events. Yes. I have, you know, I've no motives to the guys in the guru industry or the expert industry. And I know a lot of people that aren't in the industry. Most people speak the words I split test or say the words I split test and they actually don't do it. And if they do do it, they're doing it, in my opinion, dead wrong. Um, and, and barely do I ever see anybody that's actually really doing it. There's a handful of people that I know that actually really test. And so from, from my perspective and from the perspective perspective I'm about to share with you. So, so here's the thing. Most people that, that if they are doing testing, they're actually in my eyes doing optimization. Meaning, you know, if you talk to a copywriter and a, you know, a direct response copywriter and they'll say, what's the thing you got to test or change in test. And they're going to tell you headline. Well, that's an optimization technique to me. That's not a, a split test. A split test to me, you know, that's just optimization. Um, you know, going into something and making slight variations on a color, uh, making slight variations, when you make slight variations, and even, even that kind of even dramatic of a headline change, because it can change the angle and the way people are when you get their attention. But the fact is, in my eyes, it's still optimization. So a lot of people are optimizers more than they are testers. And so to, to, to give the distinction Let's give it a better distinction and even deeper distinction is this. So when I say testing, here's what I mean. I take something radically different and I use radical. So I'll take one something radically different. So let's, you know, and then versus another thing radically different. A great example would be kind of like I said, some people will change headlines on pages. I will take radically different angles. I will take radically different, you know, the the, the giveaway, the offer, the whatever. Um, I will take, um, I, I will get different graph designers for each one. I won't tell them what the other ones look like. I don't want a single scent. I don't want a single look or feel exactly the same as the other. I want it ra so radically different, like guys and girls, or like, you know, I mean, that's a radical different, or like, a, you know, I mean, ugly as hell page and a pretty as hell page, you know, I mean, and there's a difference page if you think about it. And to give somebody an example, what I'm talking about, ugly and, and pretty. If you go to a graphic designer, they're going to build you a beautiful page. And it's not going to convert like crap. But if you if you go to a direct marketer, direct response marketer, they're going to give you a sales letter. You know, it's going to have words on it. It's going to be ugly as hell and it's going to outconvert. So that's what I'm talking about is radically different variations. And so based on testing other things, I translated it over to email marketing. And I mean, I'll tell you, I've been doing 15 years. And I, if I don't go a day without testing, it's like, oh, my God, it's like a day without sunshine for me. It's a day without like I, I'm feeling like a drug addict, like I need it because I, I just want to know. And it's a game to me. It's a, it's a game of beating. But here's the cool thing. The game at the end of the day is all about increasing the profits. The day at the end of the day is one new thing that I learned. Now, today's test might go bad. Like the thing that I think is going to work might not work, but still. I gained that knowledge and I got the answer to the question that I had that day. And so that's how I've been doing this game for 25 years because I made it fun. And one of the ways to make it fun for me is doing this testing stuff. And so where do you even come up with ideas of what to test? Like, do you have a set of, of stuff that you're like, I want to test these things? Or you're like, oh, I wonder if 
Is it just like having you, lots you, of different hypotheses? Yeah, yeah it is. It, it, it's really. It's just really. I wonder if it's it, it's an it's a it's a wonder. It's a you know. I wonder if um, you know. Like okay, give you an example. I'll give you a good good example of a recent test that I just did. So especially in email marketing. So okay, I'll just use it. So I was just thinking. Eh. But so there's a place called Digital Marketer. Some people might know that. Uh, there's a place called ClickFunnels. People might know that. There's other marketers out there. And so I was like, I wonder if who actually writes better, has better subject lines when it comes to a webinar, right? You know, and so I'm going to test one subject line, you know, uh, well, let me maybe say I got a 60 minute reminder. And, and you notice most people, when they, when they do something, they typically, a lot of times will repeat the same kind of, like I use this subject line, you know, I'm going to use that subject line again. I'm going to use this subject line again. And you'll see them. So what I do is I look through the, the box and I don't, I'm just fine to get ideas to test. So like I'll see digital marketer send a 60 minute warning email and I go look and it's the same. They'll say 60 minutes, dot, 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 or whatever it is, you know, I mean, maybe that that's actually Caleb, but you know, because I love watching too. But, but the point is I, I just watch people. And if I see somebody do something three times, I kind of pay attention to it. And then I, I take what they did and then I look at somebody else and see what they did three times. And I'm like, hmm. And then that's something they keep on going back to. And then I'll say, OK, I'm going to take these five different things or these four different things and see if they can beat my best one and see who has the better subject line for the the 60 minute reminder. And and then from there, I learn I start discovering the truth. You know, and so like I just kind of was like, holy crap, like this is winning. And then then to me, because see, like each time it's going to reveal something new. So let's say I do it again and I run the same people that I ran the same time for, you know, and uh, I did 60 minutes there. So let's just say a one day reminder, you know, subject line. So now I look at that. I take their one day reminders, the ones that they use more than three times. Very important. Key. You don't do the ones you only see once. If a marker does something three times, that usually means it works. It doesn't mean it works, but it should mean it works if they're a good marketer. <laughs> so, so I look at it three times. I'm like, oh, okay, this is their their play. I got it because I've seen it multiple times. That had to be their play because uh, no smart marker would ever do the same thing twice. But I say that <laughs> even smart marketers screw up. But anyway, I, I see it three times. So therefore, I'm like, okay, so now I'm testing this. So let's say that. Caleb, I, I actually look at Caleb. So like, I say, let's say Caleb won this time and, and beat me. I mean, because I mean, my best one's in there too. So it's like, okay, dang it, Caleb beat me this time. Wonder if he can beat me again. And then I'll go again. And I'm like, oh, dang it, Caleb beat me again. And I'm like, hmm. And you know what that tells me? It tells me I need to start paying attention to Caleb because I bet he tests. I bet he really does test. He doesn't say he tests. He actually tests. And then I'm then it actually for me too it starts realizing I realize new things like it like even that one play right there and, and God that was actually something I did ten years ago <laughs> maybe or I can't make year eight years ago because I was trying to think where I was sitting I was in where what office I was sitting in when I remember I came with that aha I was like holy crap sometimes I can't beat there's you know one guy Caleb that I pay attention to and so I was like hmm interesting and then guess what we became friends I'm like I need to get to know this guy. Because he actually has to be testing. There's no way that he could be beating my best tests or my, 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 you know, like beating me after looking at these tests. So, so every time I learn something new, something, and it'll reveal a new thing. And, and I kind of say it's like, to me, it's like driving down the road in nighttime, right? And, and you're driving down the road nighttime. We know the destination. We're going to get to the destination. But we don't always know what's in front of us. 
until the lights start getting shined on it. And so when something shines a little light and I see something that I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. I need to go back and look at that. I need to go back there, you know, and, and go maybe play, pay attention to that. So I could start noticing individuals that test a lot, by the way, and not to be politically, I'm not trying to be political or anything because I do test every American president, but, um, and I've done Obama, I've done Biden, I've done Trump, I've done, now I'm looking at Nikki Haley, now I'm looking at uh, the, the new Florida president running. I, I'm testing against them. Trump's hard to beat. Trump's good. Let me just repeat that. Let me repeat what I just said. <laughs> Trump, Trump's not good. His team is good. Right. His, his, his team, whoever he's got, and he just doesn't have one. Obama was hard to beat when Obama was in office. Obama had 25 guys on his split testing team, 25 people on his split testing team for his campaign when he ran. Now, I know, I think, and I have this weird idea, and I don't know if it's true, but I believe that whenever Trump's, I think they're probably running over to Nikki Haley. I'm watching the emails and I can see it. I think that they're over at Nikki Haley's right now. So I'm, I think they're kind of sharing teams. There's something weird going on with the email. So, so, but the point is I start noticing things and that says, oh, shine more light over here. Turn the lights brighter when you're in this area. So now I just monitor the ones that are hard to beat. And I look at them because now if these are the ones that are hard to beat on my, my, my radar, then those are the ones I'm going to be paying attention to when I'm like, okay, what's the subject line am I going to use for the webinar announcement? You know, what's the one I'm going to use on our webinar replay? I mean, I'm using webinars because I'm actually doing one tomorrow. So I'm just thinking about that. Um, but the point is, because that's actually what I'm in the middle of. But but so every time it's a new question, every time's, you know, and it's just, and then, but the cool thing is, I think what's more important, even in, outside of that, we document everything. So I don't like, there's two things I hate in life and in, in the, in the, in the world of email marketing is question marks. And I don't like zeros. So I don't like zeros at all. I don't like zeros in my bank account. I don't like zeros. I don't like this. My starting points. And this is an important thing for anybody listening right now is this, my starting points are not things that I believe to be true or work. My things are things that are, my starting points are things that I have proven to work. So things that I have proven to work are my starting points today. But if I never got started, I would never have the starting points. Right, 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 right. right. So, I love yeah, it. I love so, it. I mean, I know I went off a little bit on that, but I get excited about this conversation. So, with this idea of radical split testing, then and testing two entirely different things rather than optimizing, are you just talking when it comes to email? Are you talking about two radically different subject lines and the rest of the email is the same? Or are you literally talking you're radically testing the whole two different emails? Okay. So, um, well, let's, so that's a great question. Here's my answer. Let me just, let me state it. I will answer it with answering it, right? So I'm answer it two different, two different ways. So number one, when I originally came in here, I made the comment, most people, the way they do it is they'll change the headline on things. That's what a cop, direct response copywriter will do. Well, what's a subject line? It's a headline. And so what I will do is test. I, I always, the easiest thing to do is to change that one um, headline. Most people to make slight variations, mine are radically. So I might have one subject line, hey, another subject line, dude, another subject line, radically different variations of the subject line because if you think about it the time like not time well time and place but if you think about at the moment when somebody looks at that they don't even see the email we got to get them to open anyway you know they're not they when they lay it on a page they pretty much can see there's more things you do have that inbox window but i mean um the the display area sometimes <laughs> you know sometimes it doesn't always show but but the point is is um when they're looking at it i am i'm doing that initially 
And then one, but then later on, then I might go into the actual email itself. But but I will. And here is so fascinating doing this one thing. And I didn't believe this to be true, but it is true. In I have an intern, and I always I always say I did eight thousand split tests, and, and he he actually and I quit counting after that. He figured it up a couple of weeks ago. It was over like twelve thousand split tests I've done on email. Wow. Um, and because I sent him all the data, I'm like, study this. Look at all my winners. Find the you know anything that repeats. Put it on here. You know, I want you to study the things that have won multiple times. Anyway, that was his homework one day. And so like, you got twelve thousand of these. What the hell? So, um, so anyway, I say that because in in in, in doing twelve thousand tests, um, fascinating enough, a subject line sets the tone for, you know, how they're going to even receive the read the email perceive the email but you know how it's gonna you know even create a sale a subject line and, and this is where i think people i you know and i know you have different guests and i know you might have different beliefs and you may but i believe that it's not about opens i believe opens are for egos i believe that opens are as subject lines and opens i want to get the right people to open at the right period of time to do the right you know to, to the right thing and and give you an example if I send an email out to my list right now and I said, hey, you know, everybody's going to freaking open it. But people, there are people on my list that will truly believe in their heart of hearts that when I sent that hey email that I personally wrote them, that I was like, hey, and I personally wrote them. And I went in and I said, you know, hey, and I was just talk, going to talk to them as, as you know, we, we're talking as one all the time, but I really was just talking to them. Yeah. And so they're going to get pissed off and they see down there and I'm going to see them tons of unsubscribes. And honestly, I see tons of unsubscribes whenever I do something like that. If I wrote an email and said, dude, I get women writing us and saying, what the hell? I'm not a dude. I'm or guys writing back and I'm not from California. And, you know, and, and so, it, <laughs> it, yeah, it gets tons of opens. It's one of the, some of the biggest open rate subject lines I could possibly send out. However, here's the thing. It puts them in the wrong frame of mind at the beginning of the conversation before they even got to read the email, you know, to, to go there, which causes not the response that I want. And so, you know, if I sent an email out that said something like the subject line was, Hey, I just bought this, you know, guess what the conversation in their head is at that moment is like, you bought what? So now they're already kind of thinking about buying or what did he buy? And I read, it, I was like, Hey, I just bought this course. I thought it was absolutely amazing. And you know what? In fact, when I, you know, was on the second module at about 10 minutes, 15 seconds. I've thought, holy crap, I need to let you know about this too, because this blew my freaking mind and this will help you make tons of money. You know, like go here and get it. Here's a link or here's a proof that I actually bought this thing, but I put them in the buying state more than I did. Hey, because think about what they say. When I send a subject line, it says, Hey, they're saying, Hey, what, you know, Hey, what? And then you open up like, oh, and that's a letdown. If they if they got a thing that said, dude, they're going to like, you know, everybody's going to respond differently automatically. Some people open up like, oh, shit, I thought that was like a friendly email. And then I'm trying to sell them or whatever it is. And then we're trying to get over. And then, you know, the other one's like, I bought this. I'm, you know, it, it just puts them in that state. You bought what? Or you should buy this. You know, like, what should I buy? That's what they're saying in their head as soon as they open the email. What should I buy with curiosity of what they should buy as they're opening it in? And so. You know, I bring that up because I have found through the history of testing that my not I rarely. And I'm just thinking the moment it, I probably remember two, maybe three times 
the highest open rate subject line was the one that got me the most clicks and sales. And I can't, I've only think about it, it only happened probably about three times. It's not a, a normal occurrence. Yeah. Um, you know, not enough for me to pay attention. And so, you know, that's one thing to, just, uh, to kind of realize. I, that's what I do because it puts in the, the frame of mind from there. And then I will start working on the thing first. But the easiest thing to do is the thing, the most dramatic impact to do is taking radically different subject lines, you know, like, you know, I'm doing a replay or I'm doing, you know, like just changing the words. I got a recording of this. I'm doing a replay. Those are radically different conversations. You know, actually, here's what's funny. Um, so, 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 so I was watching, I don't, we don't have TV. We have a TV. I, we just put this TV in, in this room. Um, Cause I just built this and I built my gym and well, where I'm at right now. And so, um, so I haven't had a TV in my house for 10, 15 years. And we actually still don't have like, we don't have channels, but we use the internet for stuff. And, you know, but there is one thing, I think it's YouTube TV or something. There was a commercial popped up and it said, or said something and it was talking about a rerun. And I'm like, you know what? Why don't we call webinars reruns? Like that was the question of the day. Mm-hmm. I was like, so I'm like, wait, so all my dad's life, they, they said rerun. Let's go watch a rerun of this. They never said, let's go watch a replay of the TV show. And I was like, I wonder if that's. A, the word that everybody actually, you know, resonates with, and that's going to get people to go watch the replay of the thing because the marketers made up the term. So, so the big thing is, is I guess the big point I want to make on this is in, in my, in, in it is I come from a place of zero every single time. I believe when I'm testing, I believe I don't know anything because I know the more I test the realize I don't know anything. I am wrong. 80%. Well, I am wrong. I am wrong. I'm almost eighty. Yeah, it's like an 80-20 rule. I'm right twenty percent of the time. I, I am wrong eighty percent of the time. And and I'm, and I'm I've been doing this twenty years. You know, like I should know. I've done so many tests. I should know. But what I believe works doesn't work. What I believe doesn't work works. And what I believe is so freaking stupid usually works. So so when I remember that one rule, I actually sometimes actually win. But you know, so so throughout it, I, I just. I'm questioning everything. I'm questioning the the words, the things that I've been taught. I question, I'll give you something. Oh, I'll give you something here. So when I was talking to, who was I talking to? Uh, you just mentioned his name earlier. So I know you had him on the show, um, which uh, Rick Sheffern, I think you might have, had a, you might have a show or if you haven't, I know you probably will because somehow we had a conversation. About him. And so I bring it up, whether, whether you had a show with him or not. Here's the thing. Rich and I were talking and I said, I made an interesting discovery. And, and this is the this is the truth at this moment because I can go prove it wrong tomorrow. Okay, for everybody, like I could prove this wrong. It's just that it's an idea, but 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 I, but there's a lot of proof elements that I found through my testing, and it's the idea of you and always say you and always say you and you know and and, and, and things like that and don't say I or my don't say those things. Well, let me just tell you something. When if I go back and look at the best subject lines that I'm using, I'm using my this, my that. Kick the butt of you every single time. I mean, it breaks the rules of what we were told. And so so that's the thing. I say to go to zero. I'm like, what if? What if the person that told me that might have meant it for something else? Yeah. You know, because I've been told things. And I've been told things like about this and you need to have this every single time. 
And I've been told things like, and then I'm like, wait. And then I find out that what I was told I took in the wrong vein, you know, it should have been used in this scenario, not in this scenario. And so I say that is like, okay, what if I was wrong? Let's test it. And, and so, and, or what if they, everybody's wrong, you know, because most of the time, everybody's not right. That's the reason they're not where as successful as they want to be. But anyway, so I'm on a tangent, but I'm just, just saying, there's some I think things that's amazing. That, I mean, like, just there's, like, there's, there's a lot of that sort of, um, marketing assumed wisdom which was it's been so diluted over the years as well like now actually it's it's a mere shadow of what it would really meant like there's a lot of stuff like from i remember reading a lot of a bunch of um robert chidini's book about influence the power of persuasion the way that people have bastardized the meaning of some of that stuff and you go oh you know an opt-in a lead magnet that's reciprocity and you go no it's not it's complete it's completely not reciprocity so I'm curious to hear about what you do since you test so much. You said you document your results and stuff like that. How do you do that? Like, what if someone yeah. is thinking, like, okay, good, I'm going to start running split tests. I'm going to start split testing different offers, different subject lines, different content, different angles. Great stuff. What? But in terms of like doing something with that data, what's a good process you found that works for keeping track of it all? Oh, okay, so let's be clear. I started email marketing in 1999, started email right. marketing in 1997. So I'm a little um, archaic in my ways. But <laughs> right, simple's so me, good, me, man. Simple's let me, good. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me just say, so um, so what we do, and, and I'm not, the funny thing is I'm not the analytical guy. I just I just know that one or two is bigger than one. Like, I, that's me. Like, yep. I'm like, two is bigger than one, and I know the scoreboard. And I had to look at the scoreboard. So my point is, I'm not the one digging into my data, pulling the data, pulling it out. First of all, before I answer this question, I need everybody to understand two things. Number one, in order to get good test data specifically from email, we need time. And the other thing is, we need enough test subjects. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, well, enough statistical significance. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. However people want to look at it. But we need enough people. So... For me, when I'm testing, I'll test now a minimum of 10,000 people per test. So I usually run five variations. You know, I run 10,000, 10,000, 10,000. That's giving me some really solid data. All right. So, so that's one thing to know. The other thing to know is, like I said, is time. And, you know, when I first started email marketing, um, you know, back in 99, you know, we sent an email out and that email lasted for two weeks. I mean, I swear to God, you sent an email, you were getting sales from that for two weeks. Um, you know, things have changed, you know, now you send an email, you know, you might get it for a day, but really that six hour window is like, and maybe you guys have better times on there, but there, but if you really look, there's a lot of action within the first couple hours in the, in the six hour window within the 12 hours, you're really getting, every all the juice out of it except for you might have a couple you know anomalies a couple come through but but nothing radical uh, crazy so i say that because um there's two ways we pull our data um based on everything i said so one we use an excel spreadsheet <laughs> so so we use an excel spreadsheet um i actually have a girl in siberia that um she's been with me for oh, i can't remember for i've been with elance or now it's called Upwork since 2003. Mm. So I think she might've been one of my first hires on Upwork or Elance back in 03. <laughs> so she's been with me for a long time. And so she knows. And so what she does is she goes in really once a week 
and pulls all my data from the prior week. So I'm really on the data itself when it's getting handed to me is usually a week later because I want time. I want things, the time to settle. I want to know, but you know, so, so she's giving that to me and then we create what's called. So she sends me every um, week. I get a file every month. The file is updated. If any changes were made, because sometimes after a month, like I could have had a, you know, and you know this sometimes it doesn't matter who, what you're using. I could have had a deliverability issue. And that email that I sent out, you know, all of a sudden it just started popping up in everybody's box. Like a week later, like where the hell just happened? Like it got, I don't know, sandbox for a second. And then it got let out, you know? So, so what she does is she checks the data within the month, sends me the, every month sends me my monthly report on tests. Um, so I get all that. Um, and that's going to show me, she, she looks at, so we, we use a formula in our office. Um, it, I call it the box of profits, but we use, uh, you know, subscribers, clicks, um, EPC, and then the total dollar amount. So what she does is she doesn't give me the total, she, well, she does it all. So she, so she has a thing, shows me, here's the emails that I send out. Here's the total subscribers at the time. Here's the total uh, clicks on each subject line. Here's, she highlights the winner's yellow. Um, she shows me, you know, she shows me, uh, how many clicks, so how many subscribers, how many clicks, how many, what the EPC was and how much money they resulted in. Mm. Um, and so I get a running total of that every week. I get it every month on a true, like here's our more truer data because now we had more time to settle because the longer the time, the better the settle the inf information. Um, and, and, and I'll say this after 12 hours or even 24 hours, we rarely have changes like there's that occasion and it could have been a fluke in the tech, you know, and not on our angle, but it could be, you know, I don't know, uh, you know, Gmail had problems you know, six months ago and everybody was like, Hey, there's a Gmail problem. No emails coming in. And all of a sudden they popped in everybody's box, you know, so that, it could have been that fluke. I guess there's flukes. So basically that happens. The other thing is I do Mondays for me or Monday meeting days where I meet with my teams and data is handed to me. So that's when that data is there. And then I also have my accounting team actually share with me things too. So I'm staring at numbers, even though I'm not the, the like, I like staring at numbers, but I just, I like to see, okay, are numbers up? So my, my real big question in my head is, are numbers up or are numbers sustaining? If numbers are down, we got a problem, you know? I mean, there's a deliverability issue. There's, you know, there's something going on or I just really sucked, you know? But um, so, so, so really that's it is we just use Excel spreadsheets and we pull the data. She sends me the data. I look at the data and then, you know, and then, but let me just tell you guys, this is we have a master file. Oh, and she does another thing for me. Um, so then I tell her to send me all that. And then I tell her, so we have another file and the other file is all winners. So every winner, every single time goes in the winner file and we should do one more thing, but uh, everything's in there. And so what I do, and now as I'm talking to you, see, the funny thing is when you share this and you think about it, it's like, man, that's kind of dumb. Why don't I do it this way? But so we have this one text file, right? Full of all winners. And I look through there and look for doubles and triples and quadruples. Because to me, if I see a lot of it, then it was won a lot of times. And if it won a lot of times, it's a more consistent winner. But we should actually put it on a spreadsheet and say, this one won five times. You know, we should probably, or make it more automated. But, but the point is high level, that's what I do. I just scan through, look at it. And then when I'm testing, those are my starting points. They're the so ones to be, they're the control. I start from this. Yeah. And that's when I'm like, can I beat Dice today? I mean, I'm friends with Dice. So can I beat, you know, Caleb today? Can I beat, you know, Trump today? Can I beat 
this person today. Yeah. Oh, there's a new guy that just came on my thing. Can I beat them today? You know, and then, then it makes my day fun. I mean, after 25 years of doing this, you know, the business gets boring, you know, especially, you know, I mean, doing the same thing every single time. I mean, it, it gets boring, but I make it fun because that's the game I play. And, and here's the coolest thing, the realization. And, and, and you know, no matter where we go after this, I, I just want to say this for everybody that's listening. I don't, if you don't test, I didn't test for years. I started in 1997. I started, I started testing in about, at about 2006. And I've done 12,000 tests since then. I didn't test at the beginning. I believed at the time, and at the time, you know, I was early on marketer. I, you know, I was, in, I was in different groups. And I believe that my name is Matt Basak. I am the greatest marketer in the world. What I put out there actually works. It's great. It works every time. I didn't need to look at that. I didn't need to test that. And maybe I was just afraid that I would find the truth. I don't know what my real issue was. But one day I started testing. And one day we were running a campaign. And this, it actually came from testing a sales, uh, uh, yeah, sales page. Um, we, it was 2006. I ran a campaign and uh, there's a guy in my office. Um, I'll, I'll give him kudos and because he's the re- original testing freak. His name is Joe Lavery. And so Joe was running an office from me down the hall and he came down and he came in my office and I was running the thing and he came in there and he started showing me testing. He's like, Matt, you really need to test. And we started testing with this archaic testing software, but we started a testing. We did 26 variations. When we started off, that page was converting at 1% on a, and it was a $30 a month program. We got done and it was converting at, thir- it was at 23% on a 30, on a $30 a month program. We brought in 24,000 people wow. a month on a $30, $30 thing. And I said, in that, that experience after 26 variations, I said, and maybe we got to three and I was happy at three because every marketer at the time, 3% is good because they were going off of direct mail numbers, mm-hmm. not real numbers. They were using direct mail numbers to make decisions because that's really where email came from. And a lot of this stuff really came from direct mail. And I was like, how much money did I leave on the table? Right. All these years because of my freaking ego. Like, how much money? Oh, and then I started doing the math. And I said, if. I would have increased this by this or increased this by this or increased this by this. I would have made this much more money. And I was like, oh, and, and, I, and I felt the pain, you know, like sometimes you see pain. And I'm like, son of a son, you know, I was just like, uh, and, and then I just became an addict and I was just like, I'm going to test every single day. And even <laughs> if my tests fail and I do not beat my winners, I still win. Because now I know the answer to the question they asked that day. I love it. Abs- I mean, absolutely unbelievable. Unbelievable stuff. Uh, Rob, I've, I've got no final questions on this. No, I, I think, think there's so much to think about um, and, and, uh, and, and really get stuck into and be inspired by this testing stuff. Because compared to when you started doing it, Matt, testing is so much easier on the platforms now than it ever was. Like <laughs> you used to have to slice and dice the frigging database yourself. Now you can, you can come up with segments easily. Yeah. You know, the side note, this is how life was when I started. So they were talking 1999. So this is before the opt-in page. This is before Facebook, Twitter, before a lot of stuff. I mean, I was just telling somebody the other day, Oh, my intern, 
I was like, I, I asked him last night, two o'clock in the morning, I was working, we were working on some tutorials. And I said to him, I said, I said, Zach, I said, how old were you in 2003? He goes, I wasn't even born. I said, that was the year I made my first million online. And he was like, what? I was like, oh my God, the year you were born. I was like, holy crap. I said, I don't forget that year. Like I remember the year you were born. I'll never forget now. And so, but, but I say is when I first started, life was different. It wasn't these short, well, the way I look at it, we, we send short emails to click on a link, go to a page and on the page, the sales letter. It wasn't like that. When I first started, it was a long sales letter. You send it in an email, just like the direct mail guys would send direct mail in an envelope. You send it an email out. They clicked on a link. It went to the order form. That's how my emails were when I first started. Oh, wow. That's how I was trained. It was my emails were sales letters. So every email I wrote was a sales letter that you would put on the internet. And so, I mean, I'm talking long, like yeah. every element, click on the link, you know, um, go to the order form by that moment. Um, and so I remember when, the, you know, I remember when we had to make a change, we had to modify. And let me just say, you know, cause I've been through this game for 25 years, you know, over 25 years now, more than half my life. Actually, it is more than half my life. I'm not 50. So <laughs> I'm 45. So I've been doing this half more than half my life. And the one thing I'll tell everybody, if you want to win at this game, you got to adapt. Yeah. And the, the greatest, greatest way to be able to adapt is to have knowledge that nobody else has. And the only way to gain that is to beat yourself. And every day in this business, my goal is to be better than the guy I was yesterday. Absolutely amazing. Matt, thank you so much for being on the Email Marketing Show. I mean, if anybody wants to go and find out more about what you're doing and learn more stuff from you, where should we go? Um. <laughs> okay, you know what? I'm going to take a trick out of you. I'm going to take one out of your book. So you can go onto Facebook and you search for what is it called? Uh, the the list, building, list Building Club. It's actually Matt Basak's List Building Club. It's actually facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash List Building Club. So I do run a List Building Club for email marketers. So hopefully that's cool because <laughs> I know it. I mean, anyway, but I, I, well, anyway, I'm going to let everybody know about this anyway. So it doesn't matter. My group is listening right now. Um, or will be listening because I'm gonna let them all know anyway. So basically, um, you know, this that's a group that I run. It's List Building Club. I get in there. It's a, just a, it's a community. The same thing. I'm there. I will tell you. I approve every email that comes through. I see. I mean, every oh, email. I approve every submission that goes through. I do look at it. I don't always respond. I wait for other people to respond because I want the community to be able to talk. Mm -hmm. But if nobody's responding, I come in there and do it. And if somebody says something way off key, I will come in and, and say <laughs> say things and. I usually do touch everything, but um, I don't want anybody to think I'm always going to be there answering everything that people send because sure. people usually pay me a lot of money for my uh, information. So, but I am there and that's a great way to kind of keep in touch, see what's going on um, and things like that. Amazing. Awesome. Matt, thank you so much for being on the show, folks. Thanks for listening to the whole show. Make sure you hit subscribe on your podcast player and the links to everything Matt just talked about will be in the show notes as well. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode of the Email Marketing Show on Email Marketing Wednesday. See ya. Bye.